When you smell pig waste, just think bacon. That story and more on H2O Radio's weekly news report about water. I'm Jamie Sudler. I'm Franny Halperin. And it's This Week in Water. In a surprise move last week, the Senate voted 51 to 49 not to repeal the Obama-era rules limiting methane emissions from oil and gas extraction on federal lands. Methane is a major contributor to greenhouse gases, and the regulations are meant to control leaks and flaring. The Bureau of Land Management has said that about 460 billion cubic feet of natural gas were either flared from public and tribal lands or leaked onto them between 2009 and 2015. That's enough gas to supply more than 6 million homes a year. Three Republicans joined all the Democrats to uphold the rule, but the Department of the Interior is planning to roll it back anyway. The department said in a statement that the Senate vote doesn't impact the Trump administration's commitment to spurring investment in energy development and smart regulatory protections. But it may be years before any rollback could be put into effect. And on the subject of greenhouse gases, a new study suggests that warming temperatures in the Alaskan Arctic are leading to increased emissions of methane and CO2. Researchers found that carbon dioxide emissions from the tundra have increased more than 70% since 1975 during fall months because soils are taking longer to freeze. Plants in the Alaskan tundra absorb massive amounts of CO2 in the spring and summer growing season, but in the fall and winter, they decompose, releasing CO2. Because the frozen soils, often referred to as permafrost, fail to refreeze as early as they once did, the extended decomposition time is adding more greenhouse gas to the atmosphere. The researchers noted that computer models predicted this occurrence, but they did not think it would happen for another 50 to 100 years. One of the study's co-authors said that if the trend they saw in Alaska occurs in Siberia and Canada, it would have a big effect on the global carbon budget. Some residents of North Carolina are suffering from headaches, gagging, and other health problems they say are from pig feces and urine. The state allows hog farmers to spray the waste into the air over fields close to where people live. And about 500 residents have sued one of the state's largest pig producers, Murphy Brown. But the industry is resisting. Last week, lawmakers in the state passed legislation that restricts how much residents can collect in damages from hog farms. One of the bill's sponsors dismissed claims about smell and health problems, saying, Is there some odor? Yes, but I would like you to close your eyes and imagine how ham and sausage and eggs and fried chicken smell. Democracy Now! reports that the animal waste spray comes from the hog's housing. There are slats in the floors and the pig feces and urine fall through, and then it's piped into open-air lagoons. From there, it's sprayed onto fields. Environmental groups claim that the spraying is a social justice issue because the pig farms are concentrated in low-income and minority communities. The bill recently passed by the Republican-controlled legislature would bar people from receiving compensation for damage related to health, quality of life, enjoyment of property, or lost income. The Democratic governor vetoed the legislation, but the legislature quickly overrode his veto. The Dakota Access Pipeline hasn't started to operate yet, 
but it's already experienced a spill. And while the 84 gallons of oil that leaked into North Dakota is not a large quantity relative to other spills, it has outraged local indigenous groups who have fought the project. The leak wasn't made public by either Energy Transfer Partners, the pipeline operator, or government officials. It was discovered by a local reporter for the Aberdeen News. State officials decided not to make the information about the leak public because they determined it did not threaten health, drinking water, or a fishery, according to the Associated Press. Oil and gas spills are common in North Dakota. An analysis recently done by KCET in California found that in the year ending May 1st, on average, there was a spill about every 12 hours. Some of those were as small as 20 gallons, but others were large, up to nearly 17,000. While state officials said they were happy with the response by the company, Dave Archambault, Standing Rock Sioux tribal chairman, said that these spills are going to be non-stop and that nobody listened to the tribe's objections and nobody wants to listen because they're driven by money and greed. And finally... Attention in the water. This is the Orange County Sheriff's Department. Be advised, State Parks is asking us to make an announcement to let you know you are paddleboarding next to approximately 15 great white sharks. Uh, They're advising that you exit the water in a calm manner. The sharks are as close as the surf line. That's what swimmers heard from a helicopter loudspeaker hovering over a beach in Southern California last Wednesday, one of three warnings issued along the coast that day, according to the LA Times. So if you're in the Southland at the beach, should you panic? According to Chris Lowe of Cal State Long Beach, don't. He told Live Science that the sharks being seen in the area are not bloodthirsty predators, but rather a group of toddlers, likely moving into shallow waters where there's plenty of their favorite food, stingrays. Many shark species are in decline because of bycatch, shark fishing tournaments, habitat destruction, and the shark fin trade. So, in fact, we should celebrate having these sightings rather than freak out. Andrew Nosol of the Scripps Institute says aggregating great whites actually indicate a healthy local marine environment. He adds that when ecosystems decline, the top predators are usually the first to go. Increased numbers of great whites in the Pacific are being attributed to conservation measures enacted to protect marine mammals. Adult great whites love seals and sea lions, whose numbers are up thanks to marine protection areas. As far as the baby sharks, Lowe says they may be keeping swimmers safer by eating stingrays, which can cause a painful injury to someone playing in the surf. And that's fantastic news. This Week in Water is supported by the American Water Works Association. Build a better world through better water at AWWA's ACE 17 in Philadelphia, June 11th through 14th. Learn more at awwa.org slash ACE 17.